Hello, and welcome back to the Girls Who Lift podcast. I'm your host, Sarah, and we have our part-time co-host with us today. Chelsea is here. She's going to introduce herself a little bit, and then we're going to kind of go through some small, actionable changes that you can go through when you're starting your fitness journey or starting a new routine. Yeah, that's what we got planned for today. Chelsea, you want to introduce yourself? Hello. It's uh, good to be here. I'm excited to be on here and talk about some just ways to get started into fitness. So um, I am a certified exercise physiologist. My background is more corrective exercise. Um, I come from more of like a PT world. Uh, so it's kind of ironic that I'm doing this podcast because currently I am not lifting right now, but um, I'd love to get back into it. So this is a little bit personal for me too, to get back into the swing of things. This will be great. And honestly, I think that's a great point to mention is that like just because we have careers in the health and fitness industry doesn't mean that we are like 1000% on track on our game 100% of the time like we're obviously humans and we don't just like live eat breathe sleep fitness like that's just not realistic for anyone so I think that this is a really good point to bring up and then also like these tips are for everyone. So whether you have a career in fitness or you've been lifting for a really long time or you've been, you know, on your journey for a really long time, or if you're a brand new beginner, like these tips will be really great just to kind of get you back on track or start you on the journey. And yeah. hundred percent. I mean, we, I need a me for me is what I always say. You know, I've have friends like you um, and other people that I've been like, hey, do you want to train me? Because I, I'll write the workout, but I just need you to stand there and make me do it. Yeah. So yep. um, that's sometimes really helpful just to have somebody there uh, to motivate you, uh, keep you on track, be your accountability partner. Yep. So definitely going to talk about some things that you can use today to uh, get you back on track um, or just start out if you've never done anything before. Yep. Perfect. So um i mean we kind of went over your certifications and you know what qualifies you to be here chatting with us but what's a little bit more like personal like let's get to know you so that the audience if they don't know you already can have a little insight into who you are yeah what do you want to know i guess um hmm. what do you do in your free time what are your hobbies what do i do in my free time i love to golf um, I'm not very good, so I'm really excited okay. for it to warm up so I can uh, get back out on the golf course. I actually signed up for a ladies league on Thursday nights, so hopefully that'll force me to golf at least once a week. That's fun. Um, yeah, I'm actually really stoked. I'm probably going to be terrible like the first half of the summer, and then as soon as it gets colder outside, I'll start playing. Yeah, as again. soon as it's almost <laughs> done, you'll yeah. be good. That's how we play a sand volleyball league sometimes, and that's exactly yeah. how we are. And yeah. I just feel like if I golfed, I would just want to ride around in a golf cart, and that's it. I got really into it in college with some girlfriends of mine. I actually have a lot more girls that are friends that golf than I do guys, so um, sometimes we're just a little crazy out there on the course, but it's a lot of fun, and honestly, like, all the girls that I golf with are, like, way better than me, and so I'm always like, hey, can you give me some tips? Like, how'd you do that? Like, oh, that was really good. So yeah. I always love going out with people who are a little more experienced than me, um, if they know the course or yeah. Um, also love to read. Um, I either switch between like fictiony, like escape novels, um, and then like very much not necessarily like nonfiction, but basically books that experts have read or written. 
um, where I can be like, oh my gosh, I'm learning something new. So yeah. I love to absorb new information, um, to help myself, to help others, um, help my clients, stuff like that. So yeah, awesome. Um, well, I know too you're gonna be on here quite a bit. Hopefully, you stay, and this yeah. is fun for you. And yeah, no, this, is, this has been great. Amazing. So we will obviously get to know you more as we go on and just chat. And I, again, I mentioned this on one of the podcasts that I did by myself, but I really want this to be like people are chatting with their friends and like obviously we're friends we've been chatting for a while and we've known each other for a while and I just want everybody to feel like we're all BFFs sitting in their car or going for their walk or whatever they're doing and and it's just a fun little community of friends yeah for sure I um that's the kind of podcast I like to listen to I know yeah yeah (laughs) that I was like oh my gosh I feel like I'm in the room with them and yeah we're friends and you know you laugh out loud because they're jokes and whatnot we may not be as funny but um we'll work on it i feel like i feel like we can be funny maybe just in our own minds who knows yeah yeah i definitely have been told before too that i have a very different sense of humor like very dry and sarcastic and some people just don't get that so for some people like they when I was in like high school and college people would think I was just being mean and I'm like no I'm this is just my sense of humor I'm sorry I don't mean to come off like a not nice person but yeah so all right well what would you say is your number one tip to getting started or what's your favorite thing to go back to when you are quote fall off the exercise wagon my biggest thing Oof, that's hard because like there's a bunch of things that kind of form yeah. into one. Um, but for me, I'm a very routine person. Yes. So putting it and like literally laying out my calendar and making it blocking it out and saying this is gonna be my time for me mm-hmm. is the most important thing because I again I'm a very routine person, but I'm also a very busy person. Yeah, so you really have to make yeah, I really have to make the time. And then also, I can come up with random things to do that maybe not aren't necessarily important, but fill time. Oh, yeah. So let's say that I like had a free morning or a free afternoon that I totally could go to the gym. If I'm not consistent in my routine, I could totally just like, oh, I need to clean the house this afternoon. I need to go pick up this from the store. I need to like sit down and rethink my entire life you know what I mean like there's just things that I personally can distract myself with that will get me off track it's pretty probably part of my ADHD that just makes me bounce all over the place but if I like have my calendar laid out specifically and just force myself to be committed to that and that's something that I want to talk about later too is just forcing yourself to keep the promises that you make to yourself. Yeah. It's not about motivation. It's about consistency. Yeah. And <laughs> honestly, like motivation is great and it's a part of it, but that's not going to keep you it's there keep forever. You yeah. So it's that discipline and that you commitment to yourself to be better. And, and it, you don't have to be perfect every day, but just knowing that one bad day is not going to throw you off. Yes. And just, keep, you know, try again the next day. Yeah. And that's one thing that I really stress to my clients too, is life happens. And when it does happen, that doesn't mean that you have failed by any means or that doesn't mean that like you have to trash the we- the rest of the week 
because of, you know, the one bad day, it just means that we have to restart. We have to have a clean, clean slate and just start from, you know, the next day and just keep going. Yeah. I always say every day you're, if you try your best, that's great, but every single day your best is going to look a lot different yes. than other days. So as long as you are making that commitment to yourself, doing your best, um, even if it's something small, uh, that's what matters and that's what's going to make the difference in the long run rather than just trying to go all out and then flaming out after a couple weeks. Yeah, or exactly. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> or maybe, maybe a couple days. Maybe yeah. Couple days. Um, what about you? What is your biggest thing? I love what you said about the habits. Um, I think that's a, I love to have it stack. Yes. So I tell my clients, you know, certain things like, I was like, what's something you do every day? You know, like brushing your teeth. Like what can you do while you're brushing your teeth to help you, you know, move better, feel better, whatever that is. So I have people who have chronically tight calves or hamstrings and stuff like that. And so I was like, okay, well, you know, maybe if your bathroom is upstairs, um, you know, brush your teeth and then go like, let that heel down on the stair to stretch out your calves while you're brushing your teeth, you know. Top teeth, one leg, bottom teeth, the other leg, you know, just something like that to get you doing something else that you always do every day. Yeah. um, That adding that one single thing is really helpful, I think, for most people because it's still within their realm of, oh, I'll do, I do this every day, but I'll just like add this small thing. Yeah. And then that starts to build on itself and then become a whole new lifestyle. Yes. And those things too that are small and might sometimes feel like, like, again, stretching your calves while you're brushing your teeth. Some people might look at that and be like, oh, is that even worth it? Mm-hmm. Because it's such a small thing. But for so many people, those small things will domino effect yeah. and become a completely new routine. So it's not about just all out being 100% right from the very beginning. It's taking into account, into account what you can do in the moment, what's realistic for you, what is, again, part of your routine that you can just add to it and find things from there that you can, small changes to build upon. And something that's actually attainable for you. Yes. I love to set different kinds of goals. So what's a long-term goal? What's your end goal? You know, what are some, you know, macro goals in between and then micro goals, you know, small things that you want to achieve either that day, that hour, that week. Um, and then, you know, what do you want to get to by the end of the month and stuff like that? So I know there's the dumb, like, you know, park far away, um, at the grocery store and walk in, but you know, but those things were, it does. And my therapist is like, you need to be out in the sun more. So what do I do? I park farther away and I walk outside. Yeah. Stupid and cloudy. Yep. Um, but a lot of times people are like, well, take the stairs, you know, to your office. And it's like, well, I, I, you know, work on the 10th floor. I can't do that. And it's like, okay. Well, take one flight of stairs, yep. get off, and then get on the elevator and go up the other nine. Yes. And then, you know, do that for a week. And then the next week, maybe try two flights of stairs and then get off, go up the elevator. And, you know, maybe eventually you can work your way up to going up all 10 flights of stairs. Obviously, that takes a little bit more time. Yeah. You might be a little sweaty and out of breath while you're doing it. So, you know, maybe bring an extra shirt or, you know, change into something after you get to work uh, so you're not, you know, super sweaty. But I talk to people at office jobs all the time who are like, oh my gosh, I do. I know those three coworkers of mine that literally take the stairs 10 flights yep. every day. Yep. Um, so the only like caveat I have to that is you do need to change up your routine every once in a while. Yeah. But I hate when people are like, you got to confuse your muscles. And it's like, <laughs> okay, that's not necessarily like what you need to do. You need to train in cycles. Yes. So you need to do something consistently 
um, you know, for four, six, eight, 12 weeks. And then after that, after your body makes that long-term change at about eight to 10 weeks adaptation-wise, that's when you want to start changing up, increasing your load, increasing your frequency, you know, changing up what kinds of lifts you're doing. If you're doing more barbell or, you know, now maybe go to more machines or, you know, maybe go to body weight, calisthenics, stuff like that. So um, definitely want to change it up every once in a while and maybe getting off track, but that's okay. Um, yeah, that's, that's, yeah, no, but that's a great point too, because again, sometimes when you think about all of those other things, like working with a barbell and doing calisthenics and things like that can feel so overwhelming to someone who's either never stepped foot in a gym before or has, you know, maybe been an athlete when they were younger, but then kind of hasn't really done anything as an adult to stay active and to take care of their body. Um, Those things can feel really overwhelming. So like you said, you're already going to the grocery store. You're already like parking your car somewhere. You're already going to work. Like you're already doing those things. And that movement throughout the day is not only going to give you a good, how do I want to put this? It's not going to give you just a health routine that's within the gym, but it's also going to take that and put it into other areas of your life, yeah. if that makes yeah, sense. Yeah, it makes it it's a more lifestyle change than right. just like a fitness-specific journey. Exactly, so. which is really what we're going for. Like, yes, going to the gym is fun and lifting weights is fun for some people. Some people, it's not at all. Yeah, not <laughs> some people, it's yeah. not at all. Um, and those things are, yes, important, but we want to make this a lifestyle change. And that's one of the things like – why we don't necessarily want to have the all-in mentality that we kind of talked about because that's not sustainable for most people when you start out. And having those small steps that you can take will really just help you, again, create that routine, but then also create consistency. And then consistency creates confidence is one of the things that I really wanted to talk about because I just think it's really important to understand the importance of consistency, whatever that means for you. So again, maybe it's taking the stairs at work. Maybe it's going to the gym two or three times a week. Maybe it's going for a walk after work every day, whatever it is for you. That consistency, if you do that for, like Chelsea said, eight, 10, 12 weeks, and then you look back, you should be so freaking proud of yourself and you'll see changes and you will see changes things it's sometimes it's really hard to see it you know when you're you're yourself and you're so close to the situation or the change but a lot of times I'll ask my clients I'm like well you came into me talking about this I was like how is that going you know just in your life you know we may be in the gym setting while we're talking about this but like how is that going in your life right now and they're like oh my gosh, I carried in my groceries with, in one trip. You know, you always want to be that girl that carries all your groceries in one trip. Yep. Have that strength, you know, um, and just simple stuff like that. Or like, oh my gosh, we went on a family vacation and I, you know, did this five mile hike with my family and I wasn't out of breath at all. You know, yeah. we went there two years ago and like, I couldn't even do half of it. So yeah. just like stuff like that you'll notice just changes um you really have to get some people to think about it it's like yeah really look back on where you started you know i don't i mean you can do progress pics if you want or measurements or whatever i don't necessarily love those i don't necessarily love them either but some people like that yeah I'm more of a how are you feeling how does your body feel do you feel stronger you know what are the small changes you're seeing within your daily life um, right from the healthier or 
or sustainable changes you're making or have made over the last week. Yeah. And even things like your energy levels, your sleep like patterns and routines and how are you feeling at the end of the day? Are you feeling completely exhausted or do you actually like feel like pretty, I don't know, what's the right word for this? Like wasted like yes yeah you don't want to feel that way you want to feel like okay yes I'm ready for bed but I had a productive not necessarily productive but I had a good day energy wise and I'm ready to wind down but I'm not like oh my god I'm so pooped that I just want to like you just pass out yeah Yeah. exactly like how are your levels with energy how are your you know eating habits are you going for more like nutritious food rather than just craving because you'll notice those yeah. things too craving like mcdonald's every day and i love mcdonald's but um we all gotta we all gotta do it <laughs> but there's thing like you'll just notice those changes too and it doesn't necessarily have to be physical changes it can be mental changes mm-hmm. as well how like positivity wise how are you feeling just different things and those kind of things create that confidence so when you start seeing your changes and you start seeing how the progress has been made again not just physical it could be mental it can be emotional all of those things it can be energy levels whatever when you start seeing that that's going to create confidence and this is where the motivation can kind of tie in because like i said earlier discipline is really like what's going to get you started at least for me that's how it is it's like i have to commit to be disciplined and you know, maybe some days it sucks and it's not the first thing that I want to do, but I'm going to do it anyways. And when you start seeing the results and you start seeing that progress, that's when the motivation kind of kicks in because it's like, oh, hey, look, I'm feeling better. I, you know, maybe physical changes that I wanted to happen are happening or, you know, whatever the result might be that you're seeing or the progress that you're seeing, those things are exciting you know what I mean and it's like okay yeah and I want to keep doing this because I want to keep seeing this results or I want to make sure that you know my energy levels stay the way that they are or that you know I'm just feeling better 100% and I would have to say on the you know just on the other side of that I um I want that instant gratification yes I'm that girl that's like oh I need to have that right now and I go buy it I'm like where'd you get that I need that in every color and I go buy it yep not all the time I'm getting better but it's definitely one of those things that I get that dopamine hit from that shopping or whatever and some of the other things I want to dive into in another episode with you Sarah is endorphins oh yes because um we both struggle with some mental health issues. Um, so we got some depresso girls here. Um, my brother always tells me, he's like, just drink more espresso and you'll have less depresso. So I'm drinking I wish coffee. that was the way it I worked. I wish it was the way that works, but, you know, I do love my coffee, so that just makes me happy. I do. This is completely off topic. Very off topic. I do feel like that, again, I was talking to one of my clients about this the other day or somebody, I don't remember. And I was like, okay, I love my coffee. I love it. But when I have too much caffeine, then it's almost worse. So you have to like find the happy medium. Yeah, you do. I usually try to limit myself to one to two coffees. Yeah. And I do not drink caffeine after 11 a.m. Oh, wow. Good for you. If I do, I will not sleep. And I already am really terrible at sleeping. So yeah. I, I definitely have to limit my caffeine. So I really try to enjoy it. 
it's that and honestly if you gave me a mug of hot water i would do the same thing and be totally fine oh no see mine is definitely like the taste of the coffee i love yeah no i do love that too but you give me tea or hot water or i just like i like the action of it i guess yeah i like holding again i have talked with josh my husband about this because we both have adhd and I think sometimes, too, just the act of, like, holding something in your hand yeah. or, like, having something to do with your hands or, like, this is might sound weird, but, like, with your mouth, like, you're drinking yeah. something well, all the time. Yeah. I don't know what it is, yeah. but it it's, like, a weird habit mm-hmm. that I have. But anyways. Um, it's 100%. Yeah. Like a, it's, it's, that's how, like, smokers, it's, like, what do they do with their hands? Like, yeah. Sometimes I've heard people be like, well, I munch on celery sticks because it's like that hand. Oh, good for you. Anyway, but endorphins and exercise, back on topic here. Um, Two of us with ADHD. I'm surprised we've gone on. I know. I feel like we've done pretty good so far. Yeah. The other question, again, off topic that I wanted to ask you before we reel ourselves back in, because you mentioned how you're bad at sleeping. Yes. Does your, like depression make you more like insomnia focused like are you like you can't sleep at all oh Um, see mine's the opposite right now i have um well i've been really good at sleeping when you don't need to be sleeping oh i'm good at sleeping all the time and then i'm really good at not sleeping when you should be sleeping so um i'm on when i was just on my depression medication my insomnia was really really bad um and i know my dad struggles with insomnia as well like i've honestly like always struggled with it um and I did not sleep all night until I was five years old so I that's what my mom told me oh she, my lord I feel bad for your parents I'm just kidding really glad you were cute and I liked you um or else I might have killed you yeah that's pretty understandable yeah 100% because if I wasn't sleeping she wasn't sleeping nope so but yeah I've always been historically terrible at sleeping I've had really bad insomnia for a, a long time um I've tried any sort of sleep medication aid whatever I don't like to be on them I guess necessarily all the time but at some point you need to sleep and yeah so now I'm on another medication that I take for like anxiety and sleep and yeah. so taking them both at bedtime has helped me with my sleep but in the middle of the day my energy levels start to fluctuate and I love a good nap oh, I love a good so nap. then that also affects your sleep as well which is a whole other thing. I've so. never been a good napper. Maybe we need to have a sleep episode. Yeah, I think we should, but I've never been a good napper because I always want to nap for like two or three hours and then I feel worse afterwards. Yeah, well, that's probably too long. I mean, don't yeah. want to nap for two or three hours, but I, yeah. I can't. Alarm. I can't stop myself. Like yeah. if I set my alarm for 30 minutes, You'll I'm like, this is stupid. Yeah. yeah. Anyways, okay, I have a really good way to reel this back in that I was thinking of that is still, like, we can connect the two topics. So question for you, because you struggle with sleep issues, and I'm sure your energy levels because of that are lower, how do you create routines and habits while struggling with your sleep habits? Does that make sense? So, like, a lot of, I have clients that are this way, and, you know, a lot of people are like that where it's like, I struggle with sleeping. I'm not get like, I'm just, you know, maybe I'm reading a book or watching TV at night and I stay up too late. And I, the only time that I have is to work out in the morning and you sleep in. in. What would you say in that situation? Honestly, listen to your body and what you need and sleep makes everything better. Yep. So if you are working out in the morning and you're just going to have to find some other time to work out. Yeah. I know that's kind of like a 
terrible answer to give you, but a little better, bit of tough love, but that's okay. Better to sleep and because that fixes a lot of things, if not everything, if you are sleeping. And so yeah. if you have that time to sleep in in the morning, take it because yep. that's gonna make your outlook better. You'll probably get on track a little bit more. Um, and then maybe take a walk at lunch or something like that. Yeah. Um, you know, like we said during the day take those small little changes um in your day and make sure that you can move a little bit more so it could be a 10 minute hit workout you know when you get home at the end of the night do you want to do that no sometimes you don't um maybe it's you know something super simple you try it and maybe you don't get through the 10 minutes you get through five and it's yeah. like you tried something so. yeah and you moved your body and that's what's important i always say doing something is always better than doing nothing at all yep so. yep Okie dokie. So we're going to reel ourselves back in. We're going to go into what it might kind of look like to plan out your day, to plan out your week. Like I said, I'm a very routine person. So for me, it's really important to block off time in my schedule and just to have that planned out. Otherwise, if I try to fly by the seat of my pants, it doesn't work. So we're going to kind of go through that. Um, So I think the biggest part is just when are you going to get the movement in? And how can you stick to that? So what I recommend to people is, again, being realistic, setting realistic goals. If you go in and you think, okay, I'm going to create a plan for myself to work out. I want to work out five, six days a week. And you work 12-hour days, five days a week. 90-minute workout. Yeah. It's just like we have to, again, be realistic. And you don't necessarily need to be working out five to six days a week for 90 minutes like most people don't so yeah how can you be realistic with creating the schedule getting your movement in and all of that I think again setting realistic goals is super important I think just writing it out like what do you want out of yourself like what are your favorite you know top three favorite kinds of movement yep um and then what are your two best times during the day or maybe it's like you've got a Monday Wednesday Friday schedule that's a little bit different than Tuesday Thursday yep you know picking one of those days like is Monday are you just always super low motivation and you're just like I'm just gonna do it any day yeah. Um, it's like, okay, great. Maybe you pick a Tuesday or Wednesday to do one of those forms of exercise. And then maybe you pick a weekend where you know you're going to have the extra time to do that. You know, that's starting with two really good days. And then maybe you can work up from there. So again, just, and sometimes I've even talked about like, I'm going to pick Friday and that's my day. And that honestly, like I usually get some movement in on Friday and then I look back at my week and I'm like, oh, I got movement in like three days that week and I just focused on Friday. So it could be something where you start and you just have that one specific day that you know you will get movement in. And then when you're thinking about it, then you're like, oh, maybe I'll get some movement in before or you know your goal is to just get movement in one time a week. Yeah. And so before Friday, I'm like, oh, shoot, what if I can't do it Friday? And so I do something again, you know, maybe Wednesday. And then I do something Saturday because I'm feeling good. And then I look back at, on Sunday and I'm like, oh, cool. I did three days of yeah. movement. And, and again, the consistency yeah. creates confidence. Cre- keeping po- promises, keeping promises to yourself creates confidence. So 100%. Yes. So that's what I found has kind of worked for me. And I, you know, start my, I have an end goal kind of throughout the week so that I, you know, have time to do it and I am not constrained to like one specific day. So yeah, obviously our styles are a little bit different. Yeah. And I was going to say, even if you are a more routine person, that doesn't mean that you have to be so like 
strict with yourself. Right. So for me personally, my uh, right now I'm strength training like four days a week just because I want to. Uh, it's very great for my mental health okay, when I lift up, fine. when I lift heavyweight. Yeah. yeah it doesn't sound bad at all. Anyways, um, so that's what my routine kind of looks like right now. But maybe on a Saturday, I want to go take my dogs to the dog park and they have like a little walking trail at the dog park and I'm walking. You know what I mean? Again, that's movement and it's not necessarily my like specific this is meant for exercise but I'm still moving my body in a way and for me that's like okay maybe I miss a strength training session throughout the week but then I look back and I said oh I took my dog to the dog park that you know I hate to say like evens it out but again that consistency and creating and keeping promises to yourself that's going to keep you motivated and it's going to keep you confident and and that discipline as well so where while I know Chelsea and I are both very much, you know, don't beat yourself up over things and we don't want to create this like negative mentality towards this. Like, yes. It's not about failure. It's about just doing your best every day. Yes. So finding that balance between creating and f- having positive movement, but then also staying disciplined with yourself because I think that finding that balance is really important. And everyone's a little bit different on yep. what they think is good or bad. And sometimes just talking with somebody about that, like your accountability partner yep um can really help you realize like okay fuck you in the world like it's gonna be okay let me help you get back on track like don't beat yourself up because that's just gonna send you into a more of a downward spiral yes yeah so whatever your kind of style is planning out your week for me it really looks like okay I know that I have to work at this time I know I have clients during this time I know I have you know my daughter at this time I know that I have to take her to this place at this time so where are the gaps in my schedule that I can find time for movement for myself and for I talked about this in the first episode with my journey but for me taking that time for myself is not just important for movement but it's important for my mental health it's important for like me keeping my identity as a human that's not just like you know something else exactly yes not just only my job or only being a mom or anything like that it's it's very important for me in multiple ways so blocking out that time for myself is super important and then yeah like I still give myself freedom and flexibility I just like to I like to have a plan of sorts of course yes I'm more of a general outline kind of gal yeah um but yeah I definitely can see that some days that I do need to really like okay you have to play this out um I also want to talk about just the we talk about exercise 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 yeah there's a lot of other things that constitute as PA or physical activity. Yes. And so there are, it's slightly different than exercise because it's not necessarily your traditional forms of going to the gym. And right. so there are a lot of other people who are healthy, have a healthy lifestyles out there who never step foot into the gym. Yep. So just different types of physical activity, you know, housework, um, you know, going, doing gardening or um, maybe you have you know, a physical job. Yeah. You know, know what I mean? Your job could be super physical. So there are just other ways you can get in physical activity throughout your day that don't constitute as traditional exercise. So don't think you're failing just because you either don't have a gym near you or you don't have finances or access to a gym. There are so many other things you can do um, at home or around your space that are, you know, constitute as physical activity and can help you in that fitness journey. Yeah. And that's a really important reminder. And I'm glad you said that. I have a client too that, um, I'm sure she won't mind me saying this, but she owns her own business and she like, is constantly getting ready for shows and stuff. She, it's like a boutique shop that she has. 
and she'll go out and kind of you know be a vendor at different shows and things like that it is a lot of lifting and moving and she sometimes is like you know i didn't get a workout in this week like our traditional i went to the gym but i like had to load all these boxes into my trailer and i had to like do inventory and i was constantly on my feet and i have a baby so it's like i'm constantly working around the house and take lifting the baby up and you know i mean those things also constitute as physical movement and again like you said you don't have to be in the gym to be a physically active person yeah i um and within the last six weeks um um, my boyfriend and I, we bought a house, and so we've been renovating it, and my aura ring told me, I was like, hey, over the last six weeks, you've burned about 150 calories more per day than you did, like, the last three months, and yeah. I was like, oh, that's when we bought the house, and that's when we started renovating it, yeah. so, I mean, over the weekends, I'm doing so much more physical activity um, oh, yeah. by, you know, walking up and down the stairs, and tearing up floors, and, you know, taking walls down and stuff like that. And so it's been really nice to kind of get that energy back because I'm doing something active, Yeah. but I don't have to feel bad about myself because I'm not doing quote traditional exercise. Right. Or again, like if you every Saturday morning, like live in a place where you can go to the, oh my God. Anyways, where like, okay, like it's nice outside. Again, you enjoy spending time outside. You need a little bit of sunshine. You take your dogs to the dog park. And then it's like a social activity too, because you know that there's always people there that are like, oh, I want to chit chat and what's, what kind of dog is yours and blah, blah, blah. And it's, yeah. it's more than just, like you said, stepping foot in the gym. There's that social aspect uh-huh. to it. You know, you're getting a little bit of physical movement in because I'm sure you're chasing after your dog. Yes. But, you know, it, again, like you said, it doesn't have to be strictly in the gym. Yep. For sure. Um, one of the things that I actually did this morning to get here, um, not necessarily on time, but I was close to. You were close enough. I was close. Enough. If you would have been here right on time, you I may not have been ready. No. <laughs> Fair enough. Well, um, one of the things I did this uh, last night um, is lower my barrier of access to get here on time. Yes. So I prepared my breakfast. Um, I put my oatmeal packet in a bat stasher bag. I put my, cut up my apples. I put them in the bag as well. And then I also, um, oh, no, you're good. Thank you, Avery. Appreciate it. <laughs> Avery's our water girl. Our little server girl <laughs> with a fruit garnish, even better. Yeah, a little strawberry on the rim of oh, the glass. Great. It's fantastic. Gotta have your, your fibrous fruits in the morning. Yes. <laughs> But yeah, so I, this morning, or last night, I prepared my breakfast, I got my apples and oatmeal and granola and everything, like, ready to go, and I had it laid, or had it in the fridge, took it out this morning um, after I made my coffee, and was ready to go. I also laid out exactly what I wanted to wear, I checked the weather to make sure I wasn't going to be wearing something that wasn't warm enough, or, you know, whatever, and that made it so much easier to just wake up, because I am not a morning person. Oh, no. Um, that's also is that it's very hard to get out of bed sometimes. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so lowering that barrier of access for me makes it so much easier because then I don't have to think one second about what the heck I'm going to wear. I already planned it out the night before. I can just get out of bed, get dressed, you know, brush my teeth, wash my face, and get out of the And get ready to go. And just go. And that's exactly – I know so many people do that for work as well. I do that for work. So it's literally no different no. than doing it for your daily – like, yes. I know on Fridays I have such an early morning at work. I am also not a morning person, just in general. 
So getting up at five o'clock in the morning for me is so hard, but I have to do it because I have to make money. Um, so I, again, it's the, it's the discipline aspect. I guess I technically could sleep in, but then my clients would be really pissed at me. Um, but anyways, so I do the same thing. I lay out my clothes. I limit what I would have to do in the morning to make myself more successful for that day. Yeah. And maybe it's not necessarily in the morning. Maybe you want to go, you know, take a walk with your friend after work, but you're not going to wear your work clothes to go for a walk. You're going to bring an extra set of clothes with you. You're going to have it in your bag. It's going to be ready to go. That way you can go. Yep. That way you can go straight from work to, you know, the park or wherever you're going to go for a walk, or maybe you go to the gym with a friend or whatever it is. Um, and again, it's, it's, the trip home, you know, that sometimes catches people because you're like, yes. well, I'm home. I might as well stay here. Exactly. And I, um, a lot of times I would pack a gym bag and then be like, oh, I've got it at home. So I know myself that I'm like, okay, put it in your car, put it in your front seat. And I'm very much an advocate for like setting reminders on your phone. And because again, I genuinely, it wouldn't be like a, oh, I forgot my gym bag at home. Ha <laughs> ha. looks like I can't work out today. It's like very much like I genuinely forgot my gym bag at home because yeah. my ADHD brain doesn't allow me to have exactly. any would, sort of memory. I look at it and be like, oh yeah, I need to grab that and then completely forget yeah. to grab it. Yeah. So again, setting reminders on your phone, maybe like literally having a, a sticky note, a on, sticky your, note on, on your, your door, door or on yes. your mirror or something like, hey, don't forget this because you know you're going to forget it and then it's, you know, easier for you the throughout the day. The notes my mom put on our door leaving the house yeah. to not forget things growing up was astronomical yeah i mean that's a really good i didn't i've never that was just a brain idea no i totally and we're on the tv when we would wake up yep and she'd be like okay you have to do all these chores before like go look at the list yep yep yes so creating again just little things to make you more successful how can you limit your barrier of access how can you just set yourself up for success And then I think the last thing that we kind of have for you, um, which, again, is one of my favorite things because I think fitness is more fun with other people, um, is having an accountability partner. And Avery brought us a snack plate. What is all? Oh, it's I thought that was mold for a second. I was like, what's wrong with these strawberries? Okay. Okay, we will share it together for sure. Thank you. Anyways, um, yeah, fitness is more fun with other people. So I think having an accountability partner is not only great for keeping you accountable, but it also just makes it more enjoyable. Yes, 100%. I feel like you're not alone and you can complain yes. about what's happening. Um, I definitely thought I was the biggest complainer and wuss when it comes to exercising. And then I met Tessa. Oh my God. Um, which yeah. We will have on uh, pretty soon. Um, but I definitely thought I was the most whiniest one. And then I did a workout with Tessa and a group fitness class. And Tessa was working out with me beside me and Sarah was teaching. And she probably gave us so many death glares um, <laughs> during that class because of how whiny we were being. But I was like, oh my gosh, I don't feel nearly as bad because Tessa is way whinier than I am. No, but I do the out. same thing. Like, even when I'm teaching a class, like, I'm like, ha ha ha. Like, I, yeah. it's just, it for me, it's like. To make you suffer. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But in like a nice way. Yeah, not in a, not in a ha ha, like, I want to torture you, right? It's yeah. like, I know that. This, this is good for you. Yeah. And yes, it might suck in the moment, but you're going to thank me later. 
Um, but I do the same thing. Like anytime I take other people's classes yeah. or even I'll program my own workouts for myself and I'll still complain about oh, it. Yeah, yeah. But, um, like you said, like having someone there to complain to is amazing. Even like I'll work out and then you or Tessa or somebody else will be in the gym and I'll be like, you know what? I have to squat today and I really don't want to freaking squat today. Like yeah. I just, I do in the back of my brain because if I truly didn't, I just simply wouldn't do it. But I'm like, ugh, this is going to suck. Yeah. And then you get done and you're like, oh, look. Look at what I did. Look at what I did. Um, But, yeah, having someone to complain to but then also someone to share your wins with is really cool because whether it's a friend or a coach or, you know, a spouse or your mom or whoever it is, like, being like, hey, I – deadlifted this much weight today and that was a new PR for me and that's really exciting yes um or like hey I really don't want to go to the gym today um I really need you to help keep me accountable and give me you know something to do and maybe it's like okay you just go walk on the treadmill for 20 minutes or you know go sit on the spin bike and then for 10 minutes and see how you feel afterwards and if you still feel terrible leave it's not a big deal at least you went you tried something maybe it wasn't your day and you leave Yep. Or maybe you're like, oh, I'm feeling better. Let's uh, go try this. Or you see someone doing something and you're like, oh, that looks like fun to do today. And you, maybe you change your whole workout up. So, yeah. You know, sometimes at least just going is half the battle. Yes. And honestly, an accountability partner is really great too just because, the, again, so many things outside of just traditionally going to the gym. But one thing, one goal that like Josh and I have both had together is drinking more water because we were both really bad at it. Like really bad. I don't understand. Re- <laughs> really bad. And I have tried everything under the sun that I can think of. And I'm, I think I'm always just going to be kind of bad at it. Like I'm just going to have to try. I'm never going to naturally be good at it. And again, that's very normal. Um, but both of us at the beginning of the year, were like, we need to take care of ourselves a little bit more. We're like ridiculously dehydrated all the time. So we're both going to set this goal for ourselves and, you know, try to drink more water. We both set like, okay, I want to drink this much water throughout the day, whatever it was, specifics. And every day we'll kind of check in with each other at the end of the day and be like, hey, like I see that your water bottle – because he has one of those big-ass water bottles. I don't know how he like carries that thing around, but – um, I'll be like, hey, I see that you have like, you know, a quarter of your water bottle left. Like, are you going to chug that? And while that might be kind of realist- unrealistic um, to, chug to chug, yeah. But um, it's still kind of like, again, we're not being hard on each other. It's that banter back and yes. forth of like, hey, like, I saw that you didn't do that when you said you were going to, yeah. you know, what's what's Just the deal? Someone, yeah, watch you. And I even have somebody, she's actually a, good, uh, a friend of mine from grad school. Um, we, uh, went to school together and her name is also Chelsea and, um, it's nice because I pay her monthly to be my accountability coach. Love. So she's helps me come up with different ideas on how to lower my barrier of access and then also checks in with me and is like, Hey, so, uh, remember that goal we set? How's it going? And I'm like, Ooh, yep, you're right. I need to, you know, get better at this. And then it's like, okay, Hey, check it out. This is what I did today. And she's like, Oh my gosh, that's so great. You know, how can you better you know do this for next week or you know stuff like that so that's really helped me having that person yes and then also just having you know friends like you who i'm like hey i really need you to keep me on track with this yeah just you know just ask me like you don't even have to i don't even have to say the answer of if i did it or not 
just having you knowing that you're going to ask me about it is going to be motivation or you know help me enough to get it done yeah and I know personally for me if I had someone because the trainers need trainers too but if I had someone that was like constantly on my ass about like like oh did you do this today oh did you in a very negative way I would hate that so make sure that your accountability partners positive doing it in like maybe again a banter back and forth kind of way where you're having fun with each other maybe you both have a goal but I think another and again this might not realist be realistic for everyone so I want to acknowledge that but another good point that you made a second ago was that you paid for somebody to be your accountability partner and again this may not be realistic for everyone and you have to be mindful of your budget and what's realistic for you but I think having a financial investment sometimes can also just be oh, yeah. an added layer of like, I paid for this, so I should probably I do it. I doing yeah. because I paid for it. And if I don't do it, then I'm just wasting my money. Right. And so. even if it maybe it's not necessarily a coach, but maybe just like, hey, I'm paying for this gym membership. I should probably use it or I'm wasting 50 bucks or a month. I paid for this workout plan and I'm not using it. Right. Yeah. You, any... Any kind of financial investment for me, I know it's like, okay, you know what? If I paid for this, I better freaking use it or like – It's a waste. It's a waste. And I don't like wasting money. I mean, I do, but just not in that way. Maybe on clothes. Yeah, on clothes. <laughs> um, but, you know, if you can find it in your budget – Yeah, if you can find it in your budget and, you know, again, it might not be realistic for everyone, but hiring a coach or having someone that – Maybe for you, a friend would be a bad idea because it could be a little bit too lax where it's like, hey. maybe they're more negative than you realize. Yeah, and you don't, you know, want to add that to your friendship. Maybe that's, you know, something where you're like, you know what? I want someone with an outside perspective. I want someone that has – I know for me with like therapy, which is, again, a little bit off topic, but with therapy, I'm like, I have someone that is not – closely related to my life yes an objective third party not there to judge you yep and it's someone that can be there to chat with you about you know limiting your barrier of access like you said and you know talking through how you can achieve those goals and how you can make it easier for yourself maybe that's something that you think about doing for yourself definitely I mean even if you you know I have a friend that you're like hey I'll pay you you know, 15 bucks a month or whatever. Yeah. Or like, I'll buy your drinks when we go out. Yeah. Or I'll get you a coffee gift card or whatever it may be. Maybe that's something that can be a little bit more, um, I guess, financially easier for some people yeah. to do. Um, but then you're still putting something toward it. Yeah. Um, or maybe it's your time or something like, hey, I'll agree to do this if you help me with this. Yeah. Like, trade your time or services with somebody to um, help keep accountable yeah again it's that investment whether it's money or time or anything you're putting something in there you know what i mean like you have you're giving away something yeah time money services etc yep so you're putting something into it yes and i think that that just can be a really great accountability versus someone just you know being there as your partner and being there as your friend obviously is a great option. Um, but sometimes you need to just take it a little step further. And I, and I will always advocate for getting a trainer or a coach or anything like that, because I think, I think it's a great tool personally. I might be a little biased, but. (laughs) It is. Like we said, um, you know, we even need, um, trainers for ourselves. Yep. 
every once in a while to keep us on track. Uh, so yeah, it's it's not like we're above uh, anyone else, and we're just like you and have the same kind of issues. So yeah, it's just sharing our tools that have made us successful with you to you know help you out in your journey. Yep, knowledge is power, but applied knowledge is even more powerful. So take what we told you today and apply it, and take what resonates with you and throw away the rest. Um, and start small. And start small. That's the biggest thing is start small, habit stack, create little time pockets in your day to stretch out your calves or to even take a few moments of just like stretching throughout the day yeah. or you know, go for a walk. Stands at your desk. Yep. You know, just literally get up and then sit back down. Yep. Times. <laughs> yep. Take the stairs maybe. You know, like again, start small. That's the most important thing here. Awesome. Awesome. Cool. Well, that's all we've got for you today. Thank you for having me on. I appreciate it. And hopefully I will be back soon. Yeah, you will. Be sure. Avery wants you to subscribe and rate five stars and follow us on Instagram at girls who live pod or personally at it's balanced by Sarah. Chelsea, what's your Instagram handle? Uh, movement with Chelsea on Instagram. Love. Okay. That's all we've got for you today. Have a great weekend starting out your Friday strong and we will talk to you later.